Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Well, this has become quite the popular segment. Uh, Sports on a Sunday morning is uh, an often downloaded podcast. People love to hear it throughout the day. It's become one of the more popular ones here at the station. I think part of the reason is this guy. He's the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, and people really liked our... I think they like all of our conversations, to be honest, John. But they liked our last one um, just because of honesty and and the fact that you tell it like it is. I've I've always tried to tell people that is nothing different. I mean, the president of baseball operations comes on KMOX. He knows it's a window to the fans and tries to explain what's going on as best you can. Uh, I I think it's a compliment to you. Well, thank you, and I, I hope to do that. Uh, obviously, there's things I can't always share, but for the most part, uh, giving a little insight on what's happening in Cardinal baseball is what my goal is. Well, what's happening down there with Miles Michaelis? I, you know that any time a pitcher uh, is shut down for a brief period of time, who knows how long that will be, that will cause some concern among fans. It, it, Bring us to what John was. That, 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 that's very reasonable. Um, <laughs> Bring us to what John was. Yeah. What do you think about it? Well, I think when you first off, whenever you 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 hear about uh, an arm injury or potential injury, your 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 first uh, inclination is, what does it mean? And and um, for some people that aren't sophisticated in understanding some of the things that are involved in this, you know, they might gravitate all right away to Tommy John or something that they're they are more familiar with. But this particular case, um, we're dealing with a, a, a tendon issue and not a ligament issue. The good news is tendons can heal, whereas ligaments would have to be definitely repaired. Um, in this particular case, going to have a better idea of what this really looks like in the next day or two. Just um, I haven't had that debriefing yet with our, our head team physician, Dr. Paletta, but I plan to do so um, tomorrow. He's still gathering some facts, and uh, you know my fingers are crossed. This isn't something that's going to be um, a huge delay, but um, you know before I start making predictions, I think it's best that I await word tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. Fair enough. And then as you wait, you also know that you have some depth. You have some pitchers that were already going to be competing for spots in your rotation. In your mind, uh, who right now? Uh, will be ramped up to be pitching in both Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium and on the backfields in B games just to see some starting opportunities. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to forget someone yeah, here, but yeah. um, obviously, like, you know, when you think about why we signed KK, it was just to give us that type of flexibility. Um, when you look at someone like Ponce de Leon, who, you know, is looking for a chance to, to actually break with the club um, from this camp. And Austin Gomber is someone that I think a year ago this time we were were, were pretty excited about and then uh, obviously um, didn't have the camp that we hoped and he was sidelined with injuries as well and and so you know as as you as you always think about like roster building and, and, and preparation for camp, 
These are the types of things that you're preparing for. In other words, you don't want to be that negative Nelly that you're just always putting uh, these types of thoughts in your head, but you know things happen. And, you know, obviously, uh, if Miles isn't able to go, it's going to create opportunity. But, you know, let's sort of wait and see what that looks like. But clearly, we're going to have to make sure people get innings because whether this happened first week of February or if it happened first week of April, you got to be able to handle it. Just throwing another name at you, if that's okay, is Ryan Helsley. It's just so intriguing. His makeup, his ability, his size, his durability. I'm knocking on wood here. Um, I, I think that, you know, there, and of course, he's been mentioned as a starter before. Is he somebody that could do either, uh, close or start? I mean, I think, I think he could. Um, and I think that's going to be really that, that line that, that we walk in this camp. I mean, at some point, Maddox and and Schilte are going to have to decide who gets the innings and and what that looks like. But Ryan Helsley obviously has power stuff. He has started in the past. And we just have to decide, like, where, where we're going to be able to get our innings from a starter and where we will get innings from our bullpen. And really, all the names we've mentioned could fit into either of those roles. But, you know, clearly when you look at, at Gomber and Ponce, historically they were always starters in the minor league level. Taking a look at your bullpen right now, are you encouraged uh, with what you've seen so far? We've had pitchers and catchers uh, working together for about a week. Yeah, I actually missed a few days with the flu, so I oh, was man. like uh, finally uh, back out there today and enjoying a little sunshine here in, in Jupiter, Florida. But I will say the feedback I've received from – our coaches, uh, our manager, it has been positive, and that's great to see or hear. That's good. Uh, I loved reading about how Matt Carpenter spent some time in some of your organizational meetings. That he is so smart that there's a level of mutual respect there between the front office and Matt Carpenter. Can you expand on that for our listening audience and what he means to the organization? I think you're referring to there was an article on Chris Carpenter that. He oh, I'm sorry. In, That's what I meant to say, Chris, not Matt. But yeah, Chris so, Carpenter and kind of what what Chris means to to the organization. Everybody's always sort of pining for him to to be around full time. Kind of where does that stand right now? Well, I think he just brings so much wisdom and experience to to not only our front office but also to our major league coaching staff and also to share with players. And so, not tapping into that would just be incredibly stupid. So. I have always tried to create a path or a curriculum, if you will, for him to have a growth plan to to know what gives him a chance to get new experiences too. And so, I always kick off our our our, our uh, spring training with an annual meeting. Uh, a lot of it is is going over players and where we are with our depth, but it it also touches on some other things. And I just thought getting carp some exposure to that makes a lot of sense and i think he was grateful for that um, experience but he is someone that sure we'd like him around every day but we understand that's not possible so we'll take what we can get and now i've asked you about chris let me now ask you about matt and what his spring training has been like so far i know we're really about to get ramped up here and he'll get some opportunities but uh, taking a look at matt carpenter in 2020 what are your expectations there what would you like to see from him well, expectations are high. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Carp used his offseason very wisely. He was someone that um, 
was really looking at, at where were his opportunities. And one place he felt like he needed to get back to was some strength gain. And so he worked on getting back to where he was in 2014, 2015 from that perspective. And he was able to accomplish that. And then he also made some adjustments with his swing. Now, I think we got to give that a little time to see how that works or works out when he's in game situations. But, you know, the fact that he was intentional about trying to do something different, I think was important. And, and look, he, he, he's not making a secret about this. He was not happy with last year. And so he certainly wants to go into this year and he wants our fan base to know he can be the carpenter of old. You know, looking at third base and that big name that's out there that everybody buzzes about, and, you know, some fans will refer to a a player of his magnitude as a a fantasy that the Cardinals could acquire him. And we we referred to him. We didn't, you didn't mention him by name because you can't, but a couple weeks ago, uh, fans enjoyed, as I mentioned at the top of this interview, our conversation about how you handle business and, and big deals. And one thing I said was, you know, it's ru- it's not really much different than what John and the front office has always been trying to convey, that you like your current club, you're going to give those players a chance to show what they can do, but the roster can always change, and the bigger the deal, the more patience required. Is that kind of an accurate way to look at it? Yeah, I think, like, the only thing I'd add is the, any types of deals that, that you're kind of you know, hypothetically, hypothetically talking about, I mean, there's just a lot of complications. It's not just a simple, hey, let's do it. Um, but I, I can understand that, that there's a lot of energy to see something get done, but I hope there's people that realize that, you know, we were one of four teams that, that were still playing last year when the season was coming towards an end, and you know, we really do feel like we're in a situation where we can do better. And, you know, this team is there's a lot of excitement around it, and you know we really feel good about where we are. Taking a look at 2020 with John Mozeliak, who I'm glad you're feeling better, man. That's no fun. I mean, it's spring training just starts, and you're <laughs> you're, no, you're rough couple days for sure. Man, sorry to hear it, uh, but I really appreciate you coming on. Um, just a final thing here, and just the first uh, look at Mike Schilt and his staff working together. Mike Schilt has uh, quite a group. I think that he has some vision and just your impressions of what he's like in year two so far, just coming out of the gate. Well, it's it's a lot like you would expect. He's someone that uh, is very well prepared, very organized. Uh, staff seems to be uh, working well with each other, just like they did last year. Uh, made a couple little tweaks on, on some of the uh, – um, other roles on the coaching staff as far as with uh, Pat Elkins being at it to help with uh, run production. And then uh, Joey, who I think a lot of people worked with last year, got to know a little bit. Um, he'll focus a little bit more on run prevention. But, you know, this group is is, is definitely engaged. They're, they're, uh, they, they know that um, paying attention to details matters, and I think that's something from a front office standpoint that you appreciate and are grateful for. Let me throw one more in there because I forgot to ask you about this. Um, oh, well, we haven't had a chance to do it on this show since you did it, but I'm curious about Brad Miller. I think that could be a sneaky good move there if if he comes through for you. He got hot in September. Eight home runs in September was the fourth most among all National League hitters. Let's see what he can do. And, and a left-hander certainly benefits you. Well, you know, as you as, as we always have had a history of doing, we, we always sort of look at who's still available 
late January, early February. And when when we came across his name, obviously you noted uh, a very very strong September. But you know, more importantly, we were looking at at if we were going to bring somebody on to the the twenty six man roster. Got to get used to saying that. Yeah. Um, we want someone that gave you flexibility, and he can do that. The fact that he can play multiple positions and when you're looking at how our bench may shake out, you're starting to see that theme. And I think that's really good news for us. And, and it allows the manager a lot more uh, plug and play abilities with some of these guys. And so he was available. Um, we were able to get it done. And um, I do think he'll, he'll be a really nice addition. I haven't spent a whole lot of time with him, but um, for the few minutes I have been around him, he's a super nice guy. I think he'll fit in here great. And um you know, really looking forward to when position players get going tomorrow just to see those interactions. Good to hear. Position players report tomorrow. First game is Saturday right here on KMOX against the Mets. John Mosellock, always kind to join us. We really appreciate it. Have a great Sunday. All right. Thank you. See you, Tommy. Thank you. There's the president of baseball operations. When we come back, Cardinal center fielder Harrison Bader on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.